Hey, I, I will say this. I am, uh, oh, thank you. Uh, you guys are not, you are not getting the same message that I give to our students. So if you're thinking that, oh, he's just going to do this twice. No, I'm actually doing something completely different with you guys tonight. Um, but I will tell you that um, I have done what I'm doing tonight with the students before. Uh, so, but I think it's good. I think, it, I, I think it'll be something that benefits you tonight. Um, first of all, a couple things. I just want to say thank you again for uh, your prayers for last weekend. Um, I know that, uh, I know you guys are praying for our students and, um, and we need it. I mean, these students are, are just up against so much. And uh, we had a great weekend um, merging with the other churches and uh, just, um, it was just a, a, a cool time of fellowship and coming together. And um, so thank you for thinking about us and praying for us. Um, I do want to say one thing. Uh, for, for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is uh, Matt Downing. I do both uh, our family ministry and our student ministry. And um, you guys are actually going to be the first to uh, hear about this tonight. But um, if the clicker's working, there we go. Um, there's an event that we're doing for, um, for couples um, coming up in April. It is a one-night date night, and um, it is happening here at the church. Um, Jason Earls is a uh, comedian, a Christian comedian, um, but it is part uh, comedy show slash date night and part marriage conference. Uh, his wife, Terry, comes out for the last part of it, and uh, they sit down and, and uh, get real, have a dialogue uh, with the audience, and um, we want to invite you to come to that. This is going to be something that's a lot of fun. It's for, it's for all couples, singles, if you guys want to come, uh, you're, you're welcome to come. Um, the last part might be a little awkward, but uh, you can come for the first part, and uh, it's, it is not closed to anybody, but, um, well, except for kids. Uh, the kids, we're actually doing, uh, we're doing child care across the street. Um, that'll be uh, six to nine. The event is from seven to nine. I know that doesn't give you, I know it says five to nine up there, but um, I think we're going to have a hard time getting our workers to be able to do, because it's not just four hours for them, but it's, it's um, 30 minutes before and 30 minutes on the back end. And so it looks like it's just going to be six to nine. Uh, we're grateful for, for that. That's happening April 13th. So mark your calendars. We're going to be giving out uh, cards. You'll be seeing slides. You'll be hearing a lot more. We're also opening this up to the community. And so um, you guys are the first. I've, we've shared with our family department, but we haven't shared uh, this much detail. So this is happening here in about two months. And um, it is for couples of all ages. So we would love to have you come and join us and to invite your friends. You can register on Realm. Um, it's 25 per couple. Um, so if you come as a single... Guess what? It's twelve fifty. Um, so if Realm tries to charge you twenty five per person, say no, Realm, not paying that. Um, it is twenty five per couple. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So when you came in tonight, you may have grabbed a spiritual gifts profile and a pin. Um, now, let me just say, please don't work on this profile yet. Okay, because you'll miss the the lead up to it. And I don't know if you guys have, uh, I'm sure many of you have done this at least one time in your past. Um, you've done a spiritual gifts inventory um, where you have, uh, you've walked through uh, where God has gifted you. I'm, look, I'm working on the clicker, but I don't think I'm, I may be doing something wrong up there, Linda. There we go. Okay. Was that me or you? Who cares? It was one of us. Um, so... 
um, and I was talking to Wes about this today. We actually have not done this in, in a while as a church. And um, as I was just thinking, okay, I'm getting asked on the day of to do this, uh, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm working on I'm my, my thing for the students, but what, what can I do that would be relevant? I don't want to jump in and, and do um, the next part of what Wes is going to do. I want him to be able to uh, continue with Revelation in the end time. So um, I was thinking about this and thought, okay, what if we just took a look at um, spiritual gifts tonight? And again, if you've already done this and you, you are like a pro uh, at spiritual gifts, like you know, you know immediately like, hey, this is me, this is me. Um, that's going to be great because here at the end tonight, as the other people at your table share theirs, you'll already know and you'll be able to tell them, hey, so this is my gifting and here's where I've used it in the church. Um, and maybe maybe that's putting you on the spot a little bit where you're like, well, wait, no, I'm not, I, I don't know about all that. Um, but uh, if, if you have done this and if you're experienced with this where you know your gifts, um, you know, maybe you can uh, offer some guidance to others at your table that maybe have never walked through this. And so we are under the assumption sometimes that, hey, you know, uh, uh, people in our church that maybe have been here for a long time or you've been a Baptist for a long time, we just assume that um, everyone knows what their spiritual gifts are. Um, but what we end up finding is that many, many believers, um, when you say spiritual gifts, they're like, uh, what exactly are you talking about? And so we're going to dig a little bit into those tonight. But what I want to do first is I want to lay uh, a groundwork for this. And um, again, I'm not sure why this is not working, but uh, user error. Hey, it's just like being across in the student ministry. Uh, we have technical issues all the time. So um, it's all good. And uh, if you guys end up taking the pins that you got from the box tonight, it will definitely be like student ministry because they steal my pins all the time. So don't steal these pins. We need them, okay? Um, anyway, uh, but taking notes, um, you guys are welcome to flip on the back and, and jot down some things if you'd like. Um, I want to share with you a few things about spiritual gifts um, First of all, we find in Psalm, Psalm 139, 13 through 16, um, the psalmist says, You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And then continuing on, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the, day, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So we're familiar with this passage. We, we look at this passage and we, um, you know, we've used it for a lot of things, from sanctity of life, rightly so, um, to other things. But this passage helps us to understand that um, you were formed and fashioned with a purpose. There are no random believers. There are no um, random Christians because we were all made for a purpose. And even just going beyond believers— Every single person on the face of this planet, all 8 billion of us, and then those that have come before us have been made in the image of God by a loving God for a purpose. Now, we know that many, many, many never come to know Christ and miss that purpose. Let me just take a sidebar and just say this. Um, today, uh, over, over at the offices, um, about two or three times a week, we have... Uh, a group of guys from Pflugerville High School that just come and play basketball. They didn't ask to come play. 
they just show up on the sport court over there and start playing. Um, there's like eight of them. And uh, sometimes it gets, you know, the language gets a little salty out there. And um, these guys get a little loud. But um, God's really impressed that on my heart, you know, because we've been looking for a door um, to get into Pflugerville High School. We used to have an open door. Um, I, was, uh, I was pretty good friends with their principal, uh, Kirk Wrinkle. Um, this was um, 10 years ago. And, uh, and since then, as they've gotten new, new um, administration, um, that door has shut. Um, and understandably, the campuses, uh, you, I used to be able to go and have lunch with our students on any campus. And now, because of all the shootings and everything that's gone on, campuses are on lockdown, which I totally get and I understand. So we've been praying for a way, okay, how do we, how do we get our foot in the door of, um, uh, of Flugerville High School? And then these guys just started showing up. And uh, I remember when, um, I remember when uh, James Lankford was here for our 50th, and he talked about how they would do Little Caesars pizzas uh, for, for the students that came over. And I'm like, okay, these guys are just showing up on our doorstep. And so today, um, I've, I've started to build a, a relationship with them, um, very surface at this point. But today, um, I, just, I, I took out a bunch of chips that we had uh, on reserve for students, a bunch of waters, and went out there, and I took a bunch of those emoji bracelets. I don't know if you guys have, have remember me talking about those. I just shared the gospel with them and um, had them gather around. They stopped playing basketball for just a minute, and uh, I was able to share the gospel with them. And, and I'm telling you that because um, I just thought about that as I'm, I'm talking about opportunities to, to share the gospel. Um, will you pray uh, with us that um, we would continue to find favor with these students? Um, so I've invited them back next week. We're going to be doing lunch for them. Um, maybe a little Caesar's pizza. Who knows? Uh, but their lunch is at 11. So I don't know if we'll be able to find a pizza place open quite yet. Maybe have to do breakfast tacos. But I just ask, um, would you pray that God would, um, would um, give us favor with them and that these guys would come to know Christ? Um, again, they are uh, they're all probably two feet taller than I am. And... Um, as I'm talking to them today, I'm looking up and talking to them. Uh, but um, yeah, just they're, they're great guys, and I would love to see them come to know Christ. Um, so uh, you might just file that away uh, in, your, in your prayer log um, to be praying for us and, and praying that those guys would come to know Christ. Um, so going back to what we talked about, that every person on this planet, um, including those guys, they are made by God, they're loved by God. Um, he has knit them together. He has a plan and a purpose for each one of them. Um, and it is imperative that we, um, because we already have a connection to the one who made us, it's imperative that we know fully what it is he wants from us. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to know everything that we want to know about God or what he has for us in the future, but it's imperative that we know God in such a way that um, we are ready to move when he leads. Um, today, as I, as I mentioned, I was in the middle of getting ready for tonight, and um, I was not expecting those guys to show up. They just showed up, and I'm, my first thought was, oh, I don't have time today. And my second thought was, get out there, dummy, you know, uh, because that's, that's what we're supposed to do, and uh, it's what I love to do. Um, so uh, we're, we were knit together by a loving creator. Um, we know for, also from Ephesians 2.10 um, that, here we go, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus 
so we can do the good things that he has planned for us long ago. So as believers, not only were we given a purpose, but we were also created to do the things that God wants us to do. We are his craftsmanship. We are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece. How incredible that we serve a God who thinks so highly of us. Now, he knows we're, we're human beings. He knows we're going to fail. But he also, if you think about this, we are the only part of his creation that is made in his image. And so God loves people. God loves his kids. And so um, those of us that are believers, we are, we are his kids. And so um, I'm going to share this with you. Some things to uh, jot down there. Here we go. So some principles, a few principles for knowing your purpose. First of all, God has plans for your life. As I mentioned earlier, it is not just random. It is not completely up to you to do whatever you want to do. Um, does God give us free will? Yes, but God also has a bigger overarching purpose that whatever we do end up choosing, you know, whether, uh, you know, whether it's in this profession or that profession, he has a plan for us, okay? He wants us to use the skills and use the abilities that he's given to us to make him known. So he has plans for our life. Secondly, his plans are for his glory and for our good. He wants those plans to come to fruition for our good, but also the greater thing is that he wants to be glorified through us. Third principle, you have to know God. Have to follow, I have to want to know God. I have to follow him. How do we know God's purpose? Well, um, you're going to have to be in a relationship with him. And um, probably most of us in here, we have a relationship with God, but we, it's not just enough to say we're God's kids. We have to be walking in fellowship with him. We have to want to get to know him. We have to want to follow him. And um, so much of the time when, uh, when I talk to our students and our students feel far from God or they feel like, God doesn't, doesn't really, they don't, they're just not feeling it, right? They're not feeling God. And, and um, some of the questions I'll ask is, well, okay, well, tell me, tell me how much you're praying. Tell me how much you're in the Word, um, not to get answers, but just to get to know Him. And uh, most of the time, you know, the answer is, well, you know, I don't really have time for that, or um, I'm, I'm too busy, or I just haven't done that. Well, in order to fully know God's purpose and to walk in his accordance with the, what he wants, we're going to have to know him and we're going to have to uh, have a desire to follow him. And even when you don't have that desire, even when there are those days where it's hard, right? And maybe you're, you aren't feeling it, or maybe there's just a lot going on. It's called discipline. We, we get up and we do it because we know that um, we need to do it. Fourth principle is this. God wants to reveal his plans to us. He wants to make it known to us uh, what he has for us. He's not trying to keep it a secret. Now, there, of course, there are, there are little, um, you talk about um, God's word being a, a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, okay? It's not, a, it's not a, a, a huge light up in the sky. Most of the time, it's just enough to take that next step and take that next step. He gives us just enough for that time, but he reveals it to us when the time is right. And so, yes, we may want an answer now, but God says, just trust me. I'm going to give you enough for now. And then in time, I will reveal more to you. God sees me in my life as an invaluable resource, a force of, inca- a force of influence capable of dramatically impacting the world around me, all for his glory. 
God sees you as an invaluable resource. He knows you have influence. He wants you to have influence. But again, that influence is not to make your name great, but to make his name great. And so God may give some people a platform that he doesn't give to others. That doesn't mean they're more significant. That just means he's given them that platform. And some will take that and say, okay, I've been given this platform. I'm going to use it to glorify God. And then others will say, I'm going to use it for myself. I've got this, I've got notoriety, I'm famous, and uh, hey, this is, this is great. I'm going to keep doing this. And that, that was never the purpose. God gives us that influence so that we will influence people uh, for his kingdom. So um, let me share this as well. How do I learn more about my purpose? Well, you learn God's purpose for your life by living like Jesus, okay? To fully know what it is that God wants of you, um, it's going to take you not only knowing about God, but also walking with Jesus. And just take the next step and, and do life. You learn God's purpose by going about my daily life. You can't just um, go on a retreat somewhere and say, okay, I'm not leaving God until you reveal everything I need to know. God doesn't typically work that way. He can, but he tells you, hey, walk with me and just look for opportunities to serve and do what you do and allow me to show you what I have for you. So um, it's important that we establish that, the fact that, that we are made by a loving God, that um, we are made with a purpose. We're not just made, he didn't just make us for fun, he made us for purpose. And each and every one of us has that purpose. That big question that what is my life purpose? Well, as believers, we already know that. And that's, it's true for everyone that we are made by God in his image to glorify him. But so much of the world doesn't understand that or doesn't want to understand that. But we as believers, we know that. This is the purpose of life, to know God, to make him known, to walk with God, to honor God. All right? So um, I want to share um, oops, my next slide there. I want to make sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, God's not random. He's intentional. He's thought about your purpose and always known it. He wants to live inside of you to allow people to get a glimpse of who he is. The amazing thing about believers is that we're not just made by loving God, but we have the spirit of the living God living inside of us. And I want to take just a moment tonight, and I want to, um, I want to take a step back, and I want us to go uh, back to the Old Testament. Because in the Old Testament, we see examples of um, men and women by God who um, the, spirit of, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them for a specific purpose. Okay, uh, even, even guys like Samson, okay, God's spirit came upon him for a purpose, for a time. It allowed him to have victory in battle. But then what is unique about when we see the spirit in the Old Testament is that the spirit is not residing in everyone who follows God. The spirit comes upon special men and women of God to perform a task, but then from all indications, he... he he may stay for a time, but then he withdraws, which is interesting, right? It's interesting because we, we, we may not give that much thought to think that, okay, the Spirit, uh, we, we are living in a unique time where the Spirit actually lives inside of us. Again, in the Old Testament, that wasn't the case. I want to take you to the book of Joel um, just for a moment. The, the gift of the Holy Spirit living in us. Um, Joel... As one of the prophets, he, um, he prophesied this and shared this. He said that um, 
God is revealing that he will pour his spirit on all humanity. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will have dreams and your young men will see visions. God says, I will even pour out my spirit on the male and female slaves in those days. Well, the, the, the hearers the, or those who read uh, this book, they probably were maybe a little confused. Okay, so um, there's going to be a time where um, it's not just going to be special people, special prophets who speak for God, but like men and all men and women, your sons and your daughters are going to have the Spirit, and slaves, slaves are going to have the Spirit. Like, how is that even going to work? Well, then, um, the birth of Christ, we see how this plays out. So, if you were to, if you were to look at the Bible, let's say in, in three sections. The first part of it, you would look at the Old Testament, and um, we know that Jesus, we know the Holy Spirit, they were, they were, the Trinity were all there at creation. In fact, all things are made by him, Jesus, for him. He was there at creation. But um, we have what they're called Christophanies. They're appearances of Christ um, in the Old Testament. We see glimpses of Christ in the Old Testament. But we don't get the full-on story of who the Son is until Jesus is born and comes to earth. And so you have the first part of Scripture, the Old Testament, um, God the Father, His Spirit coming upon people for certain things. You see appearances of Christ. But then if you were to go to, say, the next section, is all about Christ. Christ coming into the world, Christ um, healing the sick and, and um, doing all that He did, and then ultimately giving His life for us. Then if you look at the third part, the third part is the Spirit in the life of his believers, carrying on the mission that Jesus started. God started, Jesus continued, and then now he calls his church. I'm going to take you to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. Um, after this, while he was together with them, this is Jesus, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem but to wait for the Father's promise. Um, I don't know if you guys got that book last week from, or a couple weeks ago from Pastor Jimmy. He talks a lot about this, um, the Holy Spirit, and how the Holy Spirit told them to wait. Well, why, why are we having to wait? Well, because um, Jesus knew that they would mess it up if they tried to do it on their own power. He says, just wait for the Spirit. Um, this is what you heard from me. For John baptizes water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And I'm sure they're kind of scratching their heads like, wait, what? What do you mean? We're going we're gonna to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay, next part of that. Um, when they come together, they ask him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom of Israel at this time? So see, the disciples are still thinking small picture. They're still thinking Israel. And Jesus is saying, it's not for you, first of all, to know the times or the periods that have been set by my Father, but I'm going to actually not just send you into Israel, but I'm going to send you in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth where my Holy Spirit is going to come and live inside of you, and you're going to go throughout the world, and you are going to tell people about me. So now we see a whole different way of God doing things where in the Old Testament, he comes upon special people for a special purpose for just a special time. But then when Jesus comes, models for us how, how to live, um, he's our ultimate example, but he's, he's also our Savior. And he says, 
After, after 40 days of appearing to the disciples after his uh, resurrection, he's now about to leave. And I'm sure the disciples were just like, no, you can't go. Don't, please don't go. But he's telling them, you are actually going to do greater works than me. And I'm sure they, the disciples scratch their heads, greater works than you? You're Jesus. Like, how on earth is that possible? Well, because the Holy Spirit was going to come upon people and his people, and they were going to go into the world. And rather than just being one man who is healing and teaching, now the disciples are going out and the disciples are teaching and preaching. And they're not just, they're not just preaching to um, small crowds, but we see Peter preaching to a crowd, the same guy who uh, just a few, few days before had denied Christ, and now he's filled with this unbelievable power where he's preaching in front of thousands and 5,000 people get saved. Like, how does that work? Well, it works because the Holy Spirit came upon Peter, not just for one time, but the Holy Spirit came and resided inside of Peter to enable him to do all these things. And the book of Acts, Pastor Wes is looking at at, um, doing a series there later this year, Um, But we see these miraculous things happen because the Holy Spirit now resides in his believers. The Holy Spirit now resides in you and me. So he has given us an amazing gift where he, uh, he lives inside of us. All believers have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. But in addition to that, the Spirit has gifted you in a unique way. The Spirit has gifted you in a unique way. Um, we can go to the next slide. Um, that gift was given, and that may be, okay. It's hard for me to read, but not for you. That gift was given for the sake of other people to serve Jesus in the church. So now there are differing opinions about when the, the spiritual gifts uh, come upon each of us, okay? We're given the Holy Spirit to be able to know that he's with us, he's comforted, but we're also given this special gift where some of us can do things maybe better than others can. And then we're able to do things maybe better than others can. Where we're given this gift, and um, most people believe that that spiritual gift comes at the time of salvation. So the moment you invite the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of your life, that is when the spiritual gifts come upon us. That's, That's what I believe as well. That that happens at the moment of salvation. It doesn't happen at birth. It happens at the moment of your second birth where you are born again, and now you have been given this gift. And Jesus's plan for the growth of his kingdom was for the Holy Spirit to empower all Christ followers to use their gifts to serve the church and grow the kingdom. Okay? Now, that gift was not given to make you famous. That gift was not given so that you would have a huge platform that everyone knows you. That gift was given, again, so that you can build up the church. That gift was given so that you could allow people to know who Christ is. And all of us, every single one of us, have a gift or maybe gifts. Maybe there's a couple things that you've been blessed with. So God wants you to use that to serve the church, both the local church and the global church. Again, not to bring attention to ourselves or to make ourselves look great, but it's all for his glory and for his sake. So there's several passages where Paul talks about the spiritual gifts, and we'll share one of them tonight. Um, This is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 6 through 8. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Okay? It just goes with what we were saying. Don't think of yourself as all that. But 
Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body and all the parts do not have the same function in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the standard of one's faith. If service, in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in exhortation. If giving, give with generosity. Leading, do it with diligence. Showing mercy with cheerfulness. Now, this is not an exhaustive list of all the spiritual gifts. There's, again, there's several passages, and you'll actually see them on the handout that you have um, where um, these gifts are presented. Paul's not trying to leave some out. He's just presenting this um, as uh, he's giving examples. If this is your gift, he doesn't go through every single one of them, but he gives those as examples. Now, there are some who believe that uh, there's, some, there's some gifts that aren't still around or there's some gifts that um, maybe we don't use anymore. Um, the gifts that we're talking about tonight, the gifts that we're talking about tonight are the ones that we are able to discern from, um, from an evaluation. So, for example, healing, okay? Um, someone say, well, I have the gift of healing. Well, there's not really a way to, to figure that out tonight on a survey. So if, if that's you and, and you've done that in the past and God's used you, and, and I'm not going dis, to discredit that because uh, I've seen, um, I've seen, uh, I've seen healing take place. I remember we were um, in Africa and um, experienced that, experienced healing, but also um, exorcism of demons. Um, so there's just things that we don't typically see in our everyday life, but, uh, but they're out there. And I'm not going to say, okay, no chance those are ever out there. God can do anything. But tonight we're talking about the gifts that, um, that we can look at and say, okay, I may have this. I may, uh, this may be who I am, okay? So what I want us to do tonight, um, and I'm actually going to have to leave here in just a few minutes, but um, you have this survey that's in front of you. Um, now, when I give it to my students, um, they typically look at it and go, what, what, 80 questions? What are you doing to us? Uh, but it'll go fairly quickly because um, this, is, this is you. Like, it's not that you're trying to recall an answer from uh, something you learned 20 years ago. Like, this is who you are. And so um, you decide, okay, well, is this, is this really me? Or would I say I'm pretty low in this? And then you would put your numbers down. Okay, and then at the end, you would then add your numbers, and then you can you can graph it if you want to on the on the uh, following page. But this is an experience or um, an opportunity for you to be able just to say, if you've never done this before, to say, okay, um, I want to know how God has gifted me. I want to know what gift He's given to to use for His kingdom and for His service. Many Christians don't know their spiritual gifts. Many Christians have never taken the time to really explore what it is. Maybe you have. Maybe you can look at this and you can say, I know that my gift is teaching, or I know that my gift is hospitality. Awesome. Here in a moment when um, you're, you share together about, uh, and I'm going to have you talk to each other at the table, um, but what did you say were your, uh, your top ranked ones? Like where did you rank the highest in your survey? Um, and then from that, you're going to share that. Uh, what, did, what did God show you through this? And then you may say, okay, well, what, what exactly is this gift? Well, on the back page, there's an explanation of the gifts. Now, I really do want to encourage you to do this if you've never done this before. If you're an old pro with this, um, then like I said earlier, great. You can help lead the discussion at your table. Um, 
how have you seen uh, God use you and your gifts over the years? Um, how did God lead you to say, okay, your gift is teaching. At what point did you say, okay, I'm going to use my gift? How are you using that gift? How, you may say, well, I'm, I teach department. I teach a class here. That's great. That's great. But maybe not everyone at your table has had that experience. And so um, helping each other to say, okay, how can we how can we mutually edify each other and encourage each other um, to be about using our gifts? Because here's the thing. In a church this size, and I know, I know we have told you this before, but there's just no way that we can possibly meet the needs of, of our community. And when I say we, I'm talking about um, as individual pastors. Our job is to equip you to come alongside you and to say, hey, let's do this together because you have influence with people that we don't. You know of opportunities that we don't. And so if we're all using the gifts that God has given to us, if we're all out there loving people the way Jesus did, if we're all out there serving the way Jesus did, then people are going to be drawn to that. But again, pastors can't do that all by themselves. That's why Paul talks about this in the church. We're all a part of the body. And there may be some who um, get to stand up and, and uh, preach or teach in front of you all, but every single one of you has been gifted. Every single one of you has been given something by God because you're significant, because you have purpose, because you have value to him, where he has given you this gift and said, hey, I'm giving this to you and I want you to use it for my kingdom. I want you to use it to, to help people know more about me. I want you to use it to help others in the church know more about me. And so some of you are teaching kids. Some of you are teaching in, in different age divisions, and God is using you. And there will be times, and I, I know I keep talking. I'm not going to give you time, enough time to do this, but the last thing I'll say is this. There will be times where you are asked to do things that aren't necessarily your gifting. For example, if, you're not, if you don't feel gifted in the, the area of evangelism, does that mean you never have to share, your, share the gospel? No, of course not. But there's just somewhere it seems to, to flow easier for them, and, and they're great at it. That doesn't mean that we say, well, I'm never going to do it. Or uh, maybe hospitality is not my gift, so um, I'm not open to my house. Um, no, that, that's part of it. There will be times where you're asked to do things that may be out of your comfort zone. But then the things that are in your comfort zone, use those things and use that gifting that God has given you. How awesome is it that we have the Holy Spirit living in us? In the Old Testament, the Jewish people did not have the Holy Spirit living in each and every one of them. And so we live in an incredible time after Christ where now the Holy Spirit is in each and every one of us, empowering us to do things that we would have never thought possible. He has chosen to use his church and to use his people to further his kingdom. And you may say, well, why did he do that? We're a mess. And yes, it's, yes, we are. But when we, when we function out of the overflowing of the Spirit in our lives, we're able to see God. And again, all glory and credit goes back to God, but we're able to see God transform others. And we get to be a part of that because we allowed the Holy Spirit to indwell within us, and then to empower us. So I'm going to quit talking. And um, when you guys have a chance to work through, um, here's a couple of questions for you. What'd you find? And then what's a possible way that that gift can be used to further his kingdom through ministering the church? Somebody at your table will have to take the lead on this. But whenever you feel like you guys have, um, have talked through it,
you've worked through it, you've talked through it, um, then you are free to go. Um, and again, if you've already done this test, um, have fun doodling or whatever it is you're going to do. But please be ready to help explain what God has taught you over the years, okay?